Welcome to the Feelings Fitness Podcast. Hi, it's me, Suzanne. I'm so ready to road trip through 2023 with you. 52 weeks of home, health, and happiness await us. We will leave 2022 in the rearview mirror and keep our eyes on the road ahead of us. Our inner mentor will be our guide, and we will be working on strategies to ignore the inner critic. You are the guide. You have the answers within. All you need is the space to quiet the mind, trust yourself, and receive a little encouragement along the way. Hop into the driver's seat. Let's do this. Hello, April. Hello, Q2. Hello, Health Focus. We have left Q1 home in the rearview mirror, and we have arrived in Q2 Health. Before I go any further for this quarter, I want to say this disclaimer. This is simply information. This is simply education. This is simply food for thought. Please consult a doctor if you are not feeling well. And with that, let's start with a little Q2 roadmap to make sure we know where we are started and where we're heading over the course of the next three months. Breaking health down into three sections, April the mind, May the body, and June the spirit. And like I said, if you, unless you have any real physical health concerns, I always like to suggest focusing on the mind or the mindset first, because all too often the mind can be the root cause of issues. And we're hearing this a lot in the research that is unfolding. And clearly there are plenty of other root causes of physical issues, but stress seems to be playing a huge factor. And it also can play a factor in the longevity of issues as well. So think stress headache, think nervous stomach ache, where it starts with thoughts, leads to stress, and then it snowballs from there into physical manifestations. Let's stay in front of that sequence of events by calming the mind before it has a chance to get out of control and show up in the body. This week, we'll take a look at what is mindfulness and how it can be used to alleviate stress in order to help keep the mind healthy. So a little bit of history about mindfulness. It is rooted in Buddhist and Hindu teachings, and Buddhism includes a journey towards enlightenment, right? So it began here in the Western culture by way of John Kabat-Zinn, who studied mindfulness and he studied under many of these Buddhist teachers. Now, he developed a program in the late 1970s. This was at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, and he called this program Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, and he was working on treating chronic pain. And what he found was that the patients would often try to avoid pain, seems like the obvious thing to do, but actually that avoidance would lead to deeper distress. And he found that practicing mindfulness actually worked better. So the goal of mindfulness is to really cultivate this perspective and to think about your consciousness, think about the identity, and really without judgment, right? And this can bring greater peace in all aspects of life. Now, there are specific therapies that 
use mindfulness to address things like stress, anxiety, pain, or just to help people relax. The cool thing about mindfulness is that it does not need to take place in any sort of formal meditation. It really can be intertwined into daily activities like taking a walk or talking to a friend. I like to do mindful eating with kids using different, a lot of times a raisin is used, but I'll use different things, fun things with the kids and have them experiment with mindful eating. And mindfulness can also play a role in helping people break bad habits. So the one example that I pulled off of psychology today online was when a habit has developed the trigger, such as hunger, prompts a behavior, such as eating, that leads to a reward, such as satisfaction. And by becoming aware of the behavior and what is derived from it, it can help alter the reward and replace it with a healthier behavior. So that I thought was a perfect example just to think about a lot of things that are frustrating to us happen to be our habits that have just become so programmed that we don't even feel like we have the potential to break the bad habit. So think about using mindfulness to break these bad habits. I always like to throw in some quotes, and this is one that I love by Gretchen Rubin, and she says, keeping up is easier than catching up. And it made me think about this idea of mindfulness tools or meditation tools or just tools for the mind, because really learning these tools before you need them is the key to a smoother ride through life. So, Just a few little tidbits about mindfulness. I'm curious, will you give mindfulness a try? Your task for this week is to stay in the moment or the moments without judgment. If you're sad, stay with it. Mad, manage it, scared, use the breath. But whatever you do, don't decide that the feeling is good or bad. Just go with it. Once it has passed, you can ponder on the meaning, but feelings really do. They come and go and you can allow them to be visitors. You can ride the wave and then you can continue on peacefully. I hope you'll give mindfulness a try this week. I hope you'll dive a little bit deeper with your own research and I hope it works for you. And with that, I hope you have a wonderful and very mindful week ahead. The assignment for the week has been set. Remember, we are shooting for progress, not perfection. This is simply about taking small, imperfect actions to hopefully arrive at our destination feeling fit, mind, body, and spirit. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and tell a friend. The bigger the accountability group, the better. You can follow along on Facebook and Instagram at Feelings Fitness. And best of all, get some extra motivation via email. Just email me, Suzanne, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, at feelingsfitness.com, and I'll add you to the list. Also, you can visit the website, www.feelingsfitness.com, for more fun stuff.